0: Welcome to The Point Podcast, a Breakpoint Sports production. We're back with Episode 2. I'm Jack Powers. Owen Goldsmith is here once again. And we have Nate Tubbs coming on to Episode 2. He missed out on the first one, but he's back. And he's going to be here for a long time. Uh, We're really happy to have you here, Tubbs. It's great to be here. Um, We got a lot to talk about today, don't we? Um, Super Bowl matchup, of course, coming up. We got... Mike McDonald hired as the Seahawks head coach. Anthony Edwards just getting fined by the NBA for criticizing referees. That's been a big topic lately. Uh, and the NBA draft being expanded to a two-day event, which is very interesting. And, of course, we have in the Australian Open, Sinner winning for the Italians. Um All righty. Let's get right into the Super Bowl
1: matchup. Kansas City versus the 49ers. What do we have to say about this? Yeah, this might not have been the matchup that America was rooting for, but it still is promising to be a good game. I think, you know, the Chiefs have this long-tenured history now with Patrick Mahomes behind center like they are a team that knows what they're doing. They know how to put on a good show, and Brock Purdy and the 49ers I think will do just the same. So, regardless of this being a matchup that I really care about personally, I think it's going to be a really fun uh, fun time, fun watch.
0: Yeah, honestly, I agree. I, I mean, everyone's saying it's a uh, it's a matchup nobody wanted to see, but I think the storyline is crazy. I mean, the last pick in the draft in twenty twenty two, coming all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's time, yeah, it's a great story if he wins it. But uh, personally, I think it's all the Chiefs, even though uh, I believe they're the underdog in this one. I think every everything has been leading up to uh, to a Chiefs win. but I think as an obviously, I'm going to be clean fans. on it because I'm a Seahawks fan. Like, Obviously, I would, I don't want to see the Niners win, yeah. but I'm also on the side of, all right, let them get their Super Bowl out of the way and let's, let's stop letting the Chiefs win Super Bowls here and making them. Not completely. Because, I mean, they're, they're making their fourth Super Bowl appearance in five years, which is absurd. They're, they're the Warriors dynasty of the NFL. But I think that just
1: says everything about Mahomes and. Mahomes oh, yeah. I, he, he's going to have a legacy career by the end of it. It's the goat. Oh, he's already a legacy player. My um yeah. grandmother was calling him yeah. the goat. I'm Like, yeah. hey, pump the brakes, grandma. You could, you could not play a game. Well, how many, how many more Super Bowls do we need
0: him to win? It's true. It's true. To me, not like not. Uh, he's gone to the AFC Championship every single yeah, year. Exactly. He has never. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how many Super Bowls do we need him to win before we start saying, "Okay, you're in that, you're in that conversation"? Brady got six.
1: Oh. Six, right? Six. Yeah, but was he making that uh NF or the AFC championship every year for his that is A couple of years
0: for sure. Exactly. He's already on a better page. And also I just I think it's the whole like the storyline, like I was saying earlier, it's all leading up like it was the worst regular season yeah. the Chiefs have ever had. They dropped a game to the Raiders late in the season. They lost so many players that they needed I mean Tyreek a couple of years ago. Um their receivers have been selling them so badly. Uh yeah. I just, I think it's going to be like, I mean, obviously no one wants to see it, but it's this big like comeback story though. Like, exactly. Well, they, they, they're going to make the it out. The first Super Bowl too. was against the Niners. Yeah. I mean, right. With yeah. With that 3G, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they got T-spinned on their side now. For- we got to talk yeah. about Kadarius Toney. Did y'all hear about that? No. Kadarius Toney. So they put him on the injury report last game. Cause you know, he's been dropped in like every single pound. Oh okay. God. Maybe I did see this. Yeah. And. He went on Instagram Live, like, five minutes before the game started and was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, I'm not injured. And now, like, everyone's talking, like, apparently, like, they put him on that list because, like, they politely just, like, didn't want him to play. Yeah,
1: he he came down with a bad case of butterfingers.
0: All right,
1: we got Chiefs 49ers over under at 47 and a half. They're, They're looking at a track meet here. What do we think about that?
0: Uh... I mean, everyone's going to say over, which I kind of agree with. But I think last Super Bowl, it was at like 50. That was a high It was a and high score. It too. hit it in like the last field goal of the game. Something like that. And yeah. it, I would say over, there's no way. I mean, the Chiefs defense. Well, that's why it's gotten surprisingly well. Yeah. Has Niners D and the Chiefs. Chiefs defense has played well in the postseason. Yeah. But not in the regular. I could see that going under. Yeah, I could too. Like, you're looking at maybe like a 21-17 game or something. The Niners don't be turning. I mean, like... No. Neither of them really be turning it over, but... Because they play so conservatively. I yeah. Think. But their defense, I think, will lock it down to at least 21 for each side or something. Yeah. That maybe, could, I could see it in
1: like 45. Over. It might slightly go over 47. Yeah. It's a good line. Yeah. Uh, it is like the Super Bowl. You yeah. are bound to have some, like, mistakes, I think. I could definitely see Birdie this... Or Purdy, this being a sink or swim type of game, like does he really shine uh or does he not? And they both are entirely possible. I think like for sake of a good game, I would hope this uh this hits the over, but yeah, what about oh, yeah. Yeah. do you guys think Purdy
0: has solidified himself as like a top five QB, not for making this Super Bowl?
1: Top five is tough.
0: You know, I—that's—I I, mean, a lot of people would say no, but then it's like you look at it
1: and like he has lost like two games as a starter. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's, he's one like, of the last two quarterbacks standing. Like you can't—you can't disregard that argument. I uh, like—I never wanted to buy into it, especially when he was like the super or the MVP favorite. But um, well,
0: here's the thing: a lot of people are gonna say you know he's a system quarterback. And he just fits the Forty Nineers system perfectly, and I think that's very true. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, but. Like, I mean, sometimes you watch him and you see some throws and they're questionable. You know, they get caught because he has great receivers. He has great players around him. But I don't you know, know. I, d- I like. <laughs> so does every Q. I saw Gronk in this interview saying like out of if he is a system quarterback, he's like the best one in the league. Because like, yeah. I mean, it's like, yes, yeah, receivers are good. But like, I don't think that argument can really hold up. Like he's been. he That game against that last game when they came back 21 points or whatever it was. Yeah. That was all him. Mm-hmm. Like he was not. He wasn't even getting that much help from his team, Detroit. Like old. he. I mean, yeah, this sold so badly. But uh, I mean, that was that's who I wanted, Detroit. Yeah, all the way. But uh, I'd agree. It would have been a great storyline. But I mean, that's the thing. Uh, the hey, money's going to be flying on the Super Bowl. I saw seventy three percent of bets are on Chiefs. I'm not surprised because they're the underdog. Yeah, how could you bet against? That's like betting against the Warriors in yeah, yeah. the NBA Finals. Yeah. Like you <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> hey, what about uh? Let's talk about the Seahawks real quick. Yeah. New head coach, Mike uh, Mike McDonald. How do you feel about that, Powers? I think he has good experience. I mean, he's coming from the Ravens, obviously. Um, yeah. They had, a, they had a decent season. Of course, they didn't make it as far as they probably wished, but at the end of the day, they had a great season. Um, I was reading, too. And the, what the Seahawks need is, is, a, is a defensive coordinator to come in and take that head coaching role, too. That, that's that's a big thing that nobody's really talking about. We have great defensive players, they're not a great defensive team necessarily. The offense has been lacking too, though. Offense? <laughs> I don't even know what we're going to do with our quarterback situation. I think it's Bo Nix. But he played so bad. Did you see all these clips of him playing at the, uh, like, Reese's Senior Bowl, and he's missing, like, every single pass he's throwing in, like, the drills? Well, where if they projected to get J.J. McCarthy? Wait, that wouldn't even be a bad pick. I was, But the thing about McDonald that was interesting is I read he coach. he's coached with both the Harbaugh brothers. Like, he coached the yeah. Michigan. And it A in the Niners and then went to the Ravens. He's like bounced yeah. around. The well, he's had, he's had great. Yeah. He's been under great. songs. Like I had no idea who he was, but he's going to be the youngest NFL coach once. Uh, I don't see why even less than I wore 20, him. If, Yeah. He's young. Who do you think they go with that draft pick though? Dude, I don't even know. Cause it's so, cause is it quarterback though? Not, well, I've, Drew, Drew Locke's the future. I, what do you I'm always like Drew Lyle. I uh, like Drew but I got straight. Out. I saw him play against the Eagles in person. I thought it was insane. Yeah, you But, uh, right. I mean, I don't know. I think
1: Gino and him are not the answer for the long term. That's no, you talk about like Purdy being a system quarterback. Neither of those quarterbacks truly fit into that system. Yeah. And is it even a system? Does it have like a, a defined... I like, uh, no, But that's like, you can't have a sister. Yeah, exactly. Like here's, like here's the thing about Pete Carroll that he brought. He was the type of person
0: who came into the, the Seahawks organization and he was about letting players be who they want to be. Look at Marshawn Lynch, look at the way they presented themselves. And he, but when it came to be on the field, you're going to play, you're going to play football, but outside, you know, you can say what you want. I don't care. That's kind of how Pete Carroll's, you know, he's always been be yourself, have fun. That's what I'm here for. I don't know what McDonald's going to be like with that. I yeah. Know. I feel like he's like gonna be on there. Like I feel like he might be similar to Pete with that kind of maybe philosophy in a way. You think he'll start picking up defensive studs though? I mean that's the thing. We have a lot of young defensive studs. I st- like your corners are crazy. Yeah. They are with their spoon. Right? Yep. And then we got Kobe Bryant, who's young. Yeah. Um it's it's a Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a good defensive team, but uh, I mean, yeah, just list off the celebs. <laughs> um all right. There's also been a good amount of controversy in the NBA. I feel like we should dive into this one. Uh, 100%. First, I think the refs have been the big one this week. Uh, in one of the Timberwolves' last couple of games, I forget who they were playing, uh, Anthony Edwards, after the game, said some very bold things and eventually was fined $40,000 for publicly criticizing the refs. And I think in the interview, he says, like, I don't care about no fine, like, and just, like, literally goes off on them. Yeah. And uh- I— I mean, obviously the fine is nothing out of his annual contract salary. It's less than a percent of what he makes. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's, he doesn't care, yeah. but I mean, this is a, this has been an ongoing issue for a couple of years now where refs have made bad calls throughout a game. And it's been a, like a consistently bad referee or it's been an awful call when it matters, you know, matters most. So it's like, is the NBA holding any of these referees accountable? There's no way the there's nothing they do to hold them accountable. Maybe they don't, you know, have them ref next season, but it, it's all under a
1: different organization. The referees like committee, right? It's a different union. Yeah. I like to think just because I, you know, I want to have faith in the NBA that these things are talked about behind closed doors, and they just decide that it's something that shouldn't really be talked about. Uh, in the public because the media would obviously swarm all over any sort of ref accountability. But there really is only so much that they can do. Um, What are the alternatives to this Uh, other than I think we do need a change. We have been demanding a change that sees refs being held accountable and sees the the bad calls. calls. Absolutely, Especially the NFL too. Oh, man. Don't Um, get me started. I agree with
0: that. I think it's all with the publicity. And when it comes to that, the one thing I will say... Sorry. No, you continue. It's like, uh, I think it is a hard spot for the commissioner in the NBA because it's like, you have this one side of all fans being like, there are way too many calls being made. Luka Doncic and these players go to the line every single place. They have been trying to cut down on these like specific things like the 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 drawing contact. Yeah, it is. But then it's like you get this other side of it where like they're making really controversial foul, like shooting foul calls in the last minute of the game. Yeah, and it's like they didn't, but it's like the inconsistencies. And the one thing I will say about the NBA is like they lately have been listening to the fans when it comes to a lot of this yeah. stuff. Like they changed the all star game, they changed this MVP rule, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. The refing has completely changed. The draft has changed. Like they're listening, which yeah, I think no other league really does. Well, I mean, that's why I, I've loved uh, the NBA commissioner. I can't, Silver? Silver. Yeah. I've, I've always thought he's a great commissioner. <laughs> I think he's the best, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. The bar is low. I think, but yeah, I think completely. he's good about meeting with the media. And then, but yeah, the the meeting with the media is what I want to bring up because coaches and players are required to meet with the media, and that's kind of across every league, especially the NFL as well. Yeah, you have, in in a more recent sense, you have Mike Brown, the co- the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. He gets ejected from the game for basically getting in a rest phase. Yeah, I didn't even see that. And he gets up. Uh, he still has to meet with the media and talk about his thoughts, you know, and he's up there and he pulls out the computer and he starts going through and saying, look right here, here's the clip." You know, they're saying, I, I, you can go one arm up, but another ref tells me you have to have two arms up when you go, you know, when you're blocking a guy stuff like, Yeah. yeah, it's the inconsistencies that he really brings up. If these guys have to meet with the media and talk about their, their reasonings, their disagreements with the NBA, whatever, and then they get fined for it. Yeah. Why? Why
1: aren't we having refs go? It's it so backward. backward. Yeah, like they so don't. Why don't refs? Not, yeah, the refs get to go hide in their room and discuss <laughs> it them themselves. It, but it, like, how how do we expect them to talk about these things? Like something that you know they're clearly very passionate about, yeah. it, passionate enough to get thrown out of a game, and then when they be like you said, they are forced to talk to the media. A lot of them really do not want to, but. They're not even allowed to speak their mind like or if they do speak their mind, it comes out of their paycheck. That is the most backward system. I mean, and also look how imagine as a as a person in the media like us,
0: we go to the postgame conference and you just ask ref, hey, what made you call this? what made you what that made you so be funny though <laughs> oh it'd be funny <laughs> like imagine but like, it pulled them accountable because they're gonna be like "Whoa!" Well, uh. imagine after you like it's just completely good. sell the game you have to go in front of the fan yeah. and like answer why you made like the worst the guys who miss a game-winning layup why'd you miss the The one thing i will say it's um the other sports do this i know and the nba doesn't like in soccer like in the premier league when there's a bad call the dude gets fired the next day and like gets dropped it gets like Relegated a league and has to like do the second. Oh, and earn his way back up, basically. And like, their officiating is on another level. So, uh, I don't know. It. The one thing I will say is like, imagine how annoying it is for Anthony Edwards, for example. After the game, you're. You have to go. And, we'll blurt like, that out later. <laughs> you have to go and
1: like talk about like the game. Like I don't know. I just I I, I like I side with them in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys think it kind of infringes on your uh, First, Second Amendment rights?
0: <laughs> well, like, legally, no, because you have to, like, sign into the NBA and stuff. Well, here's what... I know like, the First Amendment is all about you're under private or- organization, basically. Yeah. So private organizations have... Well, you're just under contract. Yeah, and, and the private organizations kind of have... It's like when you sign up for social media, it's like terms of use. You know, they have the yeah. right to take down any post you make, any any free speech in a sense they have the right because you're not under the government and I mean that's where obviously the debate's been all over
1: social media but I mean it's a good point to bring up when it gets to the point where your own players you know have stopped like just buying into you know being positive and just supporting it no matter what that's when you need to look inward for a change because like these players obviously their whole livelihood revolves around the NBA revolves around the media that's how they Support themselves and their families. Yeah. So when it gets to the point where he, Anthony Edwards, like, he knows he's going to get fined. He knows he's going to get fined he a significant respect. amount of money. Uh, Forty thousand dollars. That's a teacher's salary. <laughs> yeah, that's a teacher's salary that he's taking over one. i back I'd be broke. Yeah, but the thing is about the interviews and stuff is like,
0: um, and even Anthony Edwards saying that, like, it. I think at the end of the day, it will always be a beneficial thing because of like. The more personality you can attach to like these like even him getting fined for this like in a weird way i think it like will make him money because yeah. like i mean the more you like have personality and exp- like that's why they have these interviews is like the more media just clips everything you can put out yeah. like espn posted this video of him saying this yeah like they yeah. don't, they they, don't they, actually revolve it talking about the refs you, like they you don't want to make you don't think espn's so. sitting here trying to do, you know change
1: the uh, same thing they're
0: that's like healthy. happy yeah not exactly
1: so, um, yeah, you you wonder if they even, like, poke the bear because they know that, you know, if they get Anthony or get whoever to say something like that, it's going to generate enough or attention like, to make them themselves 40 grand. Every night I see a clip of Jokic, like, super. Yeah, he's he's the best. <laughs> yeah, Jokic likes to um. know that. All right, well, uh, in other NBA news, we have the draft being expanded to a two-night event. Now, I was kind of, like uh unclear on how the NBA draft worked in the first place so I'll let you guys kind of spearhead how this uh how this change really affects the league yeah i mean from what i was reading
0: it's a pretty simple change but i think it will it's i mean it systematically it's a simple change but it's going to change the way teams trade cuz pretty much there's two rounds of the NBA draft and now It's split into two days, whereas before it was consecutively done, like a five-minute break between the rounds. So that 31st overall pick now in the second round is going to be a bigger deal because it's on a separate day. Yeah. Not like, oh, we get to the 30th pick and we go to the second round. Well, Now there's a gap. What big trades are going to be made in that 24-hour time span between either the bottom teams or even the best teams? Yeah. Players are part of those trades sometimes. Yeah. It's going to be a bigger deal. And the league might have done it, honestly, for that reason. Um, yeah, I like this story a lot. Aaron Rose from Sports Illustrated. He has this article explaining why the biggest winner of this is the is the Toronto Raptors. And pretty much the Raptors acquired the 31st pick from their OG and Anobi trade. Yeah. Um, and what that allows them to do... And sorry, and they get the number one pick at the beginning of the second round also. Or, yeah. 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 Um, so pretty much it's like picking twice in fantasy yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like you get the last player and then you get a whole day to, mark to decide it. what you want to do. or like yeah. you know. It's kind of like the first pick trying pick. all yeah. year to decide what yeah. Pick. Same thing. I mean, I think it's I am a fan of this. Because it also is gonna make the NBA draft like a way more fun event. Yeah, so I'm gonna I think really like to do. watching the second round now too. Oh, yeah. Like I'll watch it. And usually like, you turn there. off the TV after the
1: first round wow. and look at the NFL. You, oh yeah. Yeah. and I mean it, it's not like the second round is void of talent. I'm oh. talking Jokic, Draymond Green, Manu Ginobili, Mark Gasol, and yeah. if I yeah. Uh, yeah, if I I read correctly or heard correctly, Mark Gasol cool. just announced retirement. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Big news! Yeah, we're mean, breaking news. There. That's a that's a legend, though.
0: Honestly, yeah, 14th. He seasons. won a championship. Yep. with the Raptors. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the Raptors. I didn't even realize. I think um, he was on the 2019 Raptors. Oh. The next one I want to talk about, though, with the NBA is uh, there's been this big story coming out about the NBA's 65-game minimum for um, for qualifying for MVP, All-NBA, and Defensive Player of the Year. So, and another change. In- the reason... Yeah, exactly. The reason why this one came out, like, it's kind of been in the news these last couple of days is because Joel Embiid was, like, the massive favorite to win MVP. Uh, in, in the betting books, he was, like, plus 130, and just the other night, he... So the story pretty much is people think he was trying to play through an injury to qualify for the 65 game rule and then got injured a couple nights ago and now is going to miss a good amount of time and likely will not qualify because he's going to miss more than, what is it, 17 games. Um, Yeah. And that means that Jokic is like the heavy favorite now to win it. And all of the players are saying like, have all i mean draymond green has been the biggest opposer to this on his podcast i know he came out like immediately the next day and was like yeah y'all are gonna love this until someone who doesn't deserve it like ends up on the all-nba team or the mvp list and i didn't really agree with it now but it's like now i kind of see it yeah i mean not that Jokic doesn't deserve it the problem obviously was it's gonna management. management, yeah no beforehand it was I a big what? issue i mean look at Kawhi leonard i love the guy but Man was sitting. At yeah. Rarity, and he doesn't sit anymore. Have you? Yeah, yeah, have you know yeah. Good, He's having a good season. Yeah, um, yeah. So I love, I love it in that aspect. It's, it's time to make these That's guys it. play their job. It's like we can't miss half our jobs a year right. uh, work schedule. Uh, expect to be able to stay there. So it's kind of. You know, it's one of those things that I like, but Mm -hmm. I do see where the controversy comes up, especially if a player's having an amazing
1: season. Yeah, so in terms of like most valuable player, where do you guys think longevity really plays a role in that? Because this is the first time we're seeing it really potentially be the defining factor is just how much a player has been on the floor actually helping his team win games. It's a really good question. I think it means a lot
0: but the rule reflecting it is just going to change a lot like yeah. i think yeah it honestly the rule i think should stay it might get tweaked to like 70 75 but you're right it, longevity should play a part in it or else i mean if you take yeah. that out of account then who is the mvp because if like you're not looking at the stats the right way like, yeah right i i think they should keep the rule overall I mean, at sixty five, I think they should keep it at sixty five. I just think just simply because I know there's also just been on top of this a lot of controversy around Embiid, even the being like not playing. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of questions like, okay, yeah, you, but- you were you you went from you you're you're all right, you might come back to okay, I'm now I'm out to okay, maybe I'm 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 kind of back game time decision. What's going on, like? But what I will say is, I think in his case, it worked the wrong way because he was trying to play through this minor injury to qualify for it. Yeah, and the thi- and the thing that's kind of messed up is you get these like incentives if you win these awards, hmm. like huge incentives. You know, like yeah. for all NBA, especially I know that's like usually you get a couple million dollars. True. So that's true. But I, I think the funny thing is that Grant Williams, like the dude on the Celtics, was like. The dude who was like lobbying this with the NBA, yeah, like everyone's like, "Bro, why are you the one talking about MVP?" He's <laughs> been he's been in yeah. that role for a while now, which is yeah. interesting. He's like vice president of the NBA Players
1: Association. First of all, all like teacher, you forgot yeah. to uh, check the homework <laughs> type of move. <laughs> yeah, I think it is interesting. I'm uh, I'm reading here that Embiid in his last MVP campaign, he only played sixty six games, or only, but he met yeah, that threshold by game. one game. So it very well could come down to. uh a also, like that. Yeah, I was going to say, he might make it. But, yeah. so, you know, I was talking about odds
0: earlier. His odds went from plus 130 to plus 450. Like, 4 to 1. From, yeah.
1: From just for his, <laughs> yeah, missing games. And Jokic's just a like, lot of people are probably going to lose money for that. Do you think he should, like, just take a chunk of time out Right now, yeah, uh, and try true. to just nip it at the bud, like really heal, um, and then continue because this whole like situation that happened with the Nuggets, for example, where he's like cleared to play and then becomes a day to day, and then says, Hey, I don't want to play Yo, Jokic. just a game it last night, right? Mm-hmm. He did, yeah, and I, I don't know, I'm not, not okay. against OKC, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, they they lost to OKT okay. by five, yeah. I was um, Okay, she's so a legit team, too. <laughs> oh, they're fun. They're fun. It, it came back
0: last night by, like, 10 points something like that. Yeah. Um. I, I, I mean, two, uh, I, just, I just think that, okay, if they're going to tweak the rule, though, I think maybe. Yeah, to what number would you want it? I don't even know if it's, a, if it, 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 you bring it to 75, like. It, it, or what do you mean? No, no, no. Bring, no, 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 bring no, it to 50. No, yeah. Five, then it's like you can load manage those dudes. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is 30. Is there a way of not counting games against a player because they're actually Act like injured? I'm saying, like, in the NFL, it's against the rules to, load in, like, to yeah. do that. Like, what Kadarius Tony did when I was talking about earlier, like, if that was real that they'd put him on the injury report and he wasn't actually injured, like, they'll get fined a ton of money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Be, like, millions of dollars. Exactly. Them. So... So, I think, yeah, you're right. Like, they should... But the thing about basketball is just so different because you play yeah. every night. Well, what would we have Lamar in the MVP race if he had missed... Four games. I think no, that'd be yeah. probably equivalent. Well, the NBA, or NFL is so different. If he missed four games, the stats, he led, his Lamar stats were crazy. He led the run. But that's what I'm saying. I like Jokic isn't going to, I'm sorry, Embiid isn't necessarily going to maybe lead stats now because he's missed a lot of games. He but, might, though. Mm-hmm. but I feel like four games is equivalent to probably missing whatever, uh, 17
1: games in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. More More I yeah. kind of on a separate note, I mean, the 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 question just popped in my mind. Like in hindsight, do you think Purdy was more of a realistic MVP candidate given like did. how far they've gone in the playoffs? No, personally,
0: I've I think being on like, a winning team matters. Yeah, it does. But I've always, dude, I've always been big on Lamar. Like Lamar still gets overlooked for what he's done. Yeah. and his team was like his team was just as winning. They had to go yeah. against the Chiefs, who no, I think Lamar. And the thing about Lamar, like, people, his, like, Lamar's um, QB stats uh, weren't leading the league. Like, Purdy had, Purdy averages nine yards per completion. Yeah, that's, cr- like, every time it's, he throws a wrestle, it's a fruit. The thing about Lamar is, for his skill set, for rushing quarterbacks, it was him and Justin Fields, and he led Justin Fields by, like, 250 rushing yards. Yeah. And rushing attempts, and it's like, dude, I thought he was a clear MVP candidate. I think, hey, it shouldn't have even been. If anything, it should have been McCaff. Yeah. yeah that, that, in, in terms of that value. value yeah, yeah. That, Pur- that yeah changed. doesn't say <laughs> anything like
1: Purdy. Still, I think Purdy's overlooked too. That was great. Yeah, I, no. I saw Cam Newton called him out for being like the 10th best Cam player Newton. on that team. Like, oh, uh, yeah. he He's doing that for the attention. And, all and the, I guess he gets us to talk about the it. Ni- yeah, the Niners players are the ones who...
0: Nick Bosa, every single time he gets a chance is like... This dude mm-hmm. gets so much hate from guys. You know what we didn't talk about is the white jersey thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's
1: yeah. Talk about that. What is the number, though? I, it's 16-3 and three in favor of the teams that have worn white to the Super Bowl. The 49ers just got confirmed last night. Yeah, they are. being. Uh, and the Chiefs, Chiefs are wearing red. The one thing I will
0: say about that is the Chiefs have won it wearing white. Yeah. Sorry, not, probably both. I think they've won in white and red. Yeah. They've they've like gone against it, and the other team is like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't know. People
1: are superstitious, but yeah, especially Aaron Rodgers. So maybe that. What colors the Gatorade? Is Ooh, I I think it's last be year. It was purple. Purple.
0: I think I thought it was going to be orange this year too. You know, I saw a crazy prop of it. It was. Will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? Oh, if you were to bet no on it, but it was only minus 200. Like, there's like a decent chance. It right.
1: No way. I would never know. The, no. They, yeah, they they never never for, yeah, exactly. And she's going <laughs> to slap him on the face. That's that, for almost losing. Talk about a matchup trying to no pissing. one wants to see. And that's for winning. Yeah. Talk about a matchup no one wants to see. Though, no, imagine yeah.
0: after the Chiefs win it, he proposes Taylor Swift on the field. I so like <laughs> right,
1: you so. You're about Taylor Swift being? I mean, she brought in definitely a big uh, market. margin. It is is the NFL's dream, like, bringing that many eyeballs. I mean, she is an economic storm. Um, Don't quote me on this, but I think she's on tour, actually, and she might be overseas. Uh, So another another prop I saw is, will she be there at all? Because I think she's got to go... Across the Pacific just to... Uh, I, I saw something...
0: for the yeah, fl- NFL line path. Yeah. <laughs> I saw something on light path getting her just there like... In half yeah. an hour. Bro, they're going to have to mainline caffeine. You're going to watch that at halftime, time, bro. Bro. I don't know. Gonna go, go on to the halftime show, honestly. She'll- Every single time my TV is on... It's people talking about that. Yeah. Will Taylor Swift? Like I've seen it like seventeen times, <laughs> and it, this is why the Chiefs are so annoying. You like you're watching them play, and then every ad has Mahomes and Kelsey. Well, and bro, Pfizer like, Subway. It went from like <laughs> Mahomes' brother, and now it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, it's to Taylor Swift. It's always somebody. It's just like they're just got the camera on twenty four seven. It's cursed. It's actually bizarre. Yeah, it's always somebody. Yeah, it's always somebody. It's yeah I mean at least Taylor Swift isn't Kels- as vocal as Mahome's brother when it came to them but no. I mean or his wife or mom. oh yeah Mahome's wife was also a big deal for a while too. people like her now yeah she calmed down a little <laughs> well, I
1: think they had a talk they definitely hey they just they shifted the focus so there is yeah. you know less less to hate on but yeah how do I- you um sorry how do you two feel about the winner of the Australian Open? And tennis is hot right now. <laughs> tennis is hot. Young <laughs> winner. Yeah, dinner? I was gonna say. So he he's an Italian menace. Dude is not much older than us. Um, he beat Djokovic. Yeah. So it, from the from the semis to the finals, he took down Djokovic and Medvedev, two top five players. Obviously, and Medvedev, Djokovic dude. or Djokovic the uh, the goat. Yeah. Um, A lot of sets with them too. Yeah. A long match, like you're talking four hours. 45 minutes. Ahead. So through the uh, through the quarterfinals, Yannick had only dropped one set, uh, or through the semifinals actually, he only dropped one set, and that was to Djokovic. It was not his best uh, display of skill, but he found himself down two sets early against uh, Daniil. And at this point, uh, you know, his back was against the wall. He was like, I have, you know, yet to even face a deficit in this entire tournament, and I think he showed a lot of composure. Very exciting match. Just phenomenal player. I, I'm super happy with the, the like, state of tennis right now. I am too. I think it's on the up. This Absolutely. Biggest biggest
0: Australian Open in history. I mean, dude, like I never watched the amount of Australian Open amount of, watching, I was going to say, it, be Wimbledon it, or the US. it must have to do with sports betting, but the amount uh, of people
1: who watch this, it must have set a record. I, I wouldn't
0: like, be surprised at all.
1: Yeah, it it it's got so much more like volume, so much more people talking about it, and it's backing it up. I think when we were growing up, it was just you know the big three, and uh, you kind of just expected it to always be the same thing. But now there's a lot more diversity. You're kind of seeing the the changing in the guard, like new talent on its way up, and it's it's just really really exciting. And I think that was too. Yeah, and I think what was mm-hmm. great about
0: on the men's side this year there was a lot of upsets. Yeah, right? and you saw Alcaraz. Lose in the semis to uh, this dude. Center I'm So upset, like, and then Djokovic obviously lost. That's a big deal, no matter when he loses. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. on the women's
1: side, you had Golf lose. That was a big deal, yeah. at least Hoker, American. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of talent across the board. It's one of those things, like, you, you know, soccer. Obviously, the talent is more international. Uh, you know, there's not as much uh, concentrated in the U.S., but tennis is one of those few sports where there is talent globally yeah. and like you can you're really rooting for everybody you're rooting for a good match like you have your favorite players but i think now now is a great time to buy in and also what's crazy is the australian open was airing
0: like from six o'clock at night mm-hmm. nine on the east coast all the way to like right. 5 a.m yeah so like it's not like this was airing during You know, normal hours of the day, like you watch the US Open, yeah, it's not prime time. We're talking late at night. People are just like,
1: Yeah, I'll miss. All right, I'll turn on my TV and put it on. It gives it a a special feel, I think. Um, it's kind of in the same vein as like watching Formula One or watching Premier League, like you're you're getting up at a special time to To like watch these events. So listen to this in 2024 the Australian Open
0: got 10.1 million viewers which is an increase by 1108%. Wow. One over 1000 thousand, thousand percent. Percent. Oh my. And in goodness. terms of a, thou- a million people attended it in person. Oh I I wasn't I would I guess there's so many it's like a two week tournament. Yeah. Right? Oh it's huge. So when is the next big tennis tournament? It's the Paris. Or the yeah Roland Garros yeah. Do you guys have a a pick, dude? You're rooting for? I'm going for Alcaraz men's sides, golf on the women's. I like Coco. Yeah, yeah. Co- how many? I think Coco wins uh
1: two Grand Slams this year. The four. She yeah, actually I think so. it won the last. I think she went through this year for her. For her being 20, it would. That's another thing yeah, that would I'd be great this. for the sport. Yeah. Like just get more get more eyeballs on it, get people like the, behind a, an American. Let's say on the Americans. Yes, absolutely. That that's what we need. Yeah, we got Roland Garros, um starting starting May ninth. So, you know, we have a pretty big um gap in between these Grand Slams, but oh, awesome. uh there's some smaller tournaments that obviously happen in between there where uh, you yeah. know, that that's that's the real grind and mm-hmm. Uh, Alcaraz I don't know I consider him the like Tatis of of tennis easily and he's been on a, a bit of a downtrend but <laughs> he's still absolutely I thought that dude yeah at least he's not suspended that's <laughs> true that's true
0: Yeah, uh, maybe you know here we find that
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: but I love Alcaraz
1: a lot I think he's he with Djokovic going out of the t- of kind of tennis he's getting there I yeah, he, he kind of channels uh, like some of the talents of Djokovic and some of the That's like personality of cool. Nadal, Federer, and yeah, he's he's really just a hybrid player, um, perfect guy for the youth. Exactly, perfect I, like the the I was like face of the game. He maybe has a little, yeah. I, All right,
0: I got. <laughs> are you guys talking about the French Open is the next one yeah. like, yeah. coming up? So the heavy favorite is Alcaraz, mm-hmm. and he's a plus plus one hundred and fifty. And then yeah. it's Djokovic, Nadal. It's really? here is plus five. Alcaraz is the favorite. And Medvedev yeah. is plus a thousand. That's kind of surprising knowing that Djokovic just lost. I don't think Alcaraz, he's, he's not going to win that. He's, I
1: mean. So it is on clay. That's the most important kind of factor here. Um, and some players are very much uh, clay dominant. Uh, Alcaraz, uh, he can win on any surface. All of these players can win on any surface and they're proven to. I think um, Nadal being healthy would definitely be exciting. He's on the back end of his career now, but to watch him get a, a final Grand Slam, that would be really special. And on the know, women's it's um
0: Coco's the third. Who's the favorite? Third. In on the, the women's. It's Iga. Oh, I G it. She always gets upset. It's true. I don't always see upset.
1: Yeah, I think uh, women's tennis is especially exciting because the the games are shorter. You know, I sometimes they don't grind out all five sets, and you know, before you know it, you get you get swept out of the out of the tournament. Yeah, the women have definitely
0: been coming up too, and I think that's a large part due to Serena Williams.
1: Yeah, uh, I think she brought. Yeah. She, Russia. she brought all the eyes there and now like, uh, the younger generation has really taken over yeah. and now that Serena and, and Venus aren't in the limelight, like they've, uh, yeah. you know, got their, their families and their, their lives to live now. Um, yeah, the, the younger talent, the younger generation has really taken the reins and shown that women's tennis is, it's worth the eyeballs. I thought, I love it. This is the first time I really watched it and I got so into it. It's so much fun. Once you
0: learn how the story goes, which is like the hardest part for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, no one knows how to do it. Yeah, and then once you get once you get it down, it's like, okay, I, I it's awesome. Um all right. College basketball. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into the review first. North Carolina, number three, Tennessee number five. Yeah. And who just lost Kentucky, number ten. Yeah. All lost before our recording session here on Thursday. And, I mean... Going into Saturday of AP Top Thomas had All three of those are pretty egregious. Like, terrible. I know. I, I, so, I watched the Kentucky and North Carolina ones through. The North Carolina one was really bad because R.J. or, er, uh, Davis took it on the last play of the game and just missed the game winner. They were down one point, and they, they shouldn't have even given it to that. They blew, like, a 10-point lead. And the Kentucky one was really bad, too, because, um... I forget which player it was. He was at the line shooting free throws, missed one of them, made one. Yeah. They were up three, and then do it on Florida. Drains yeah. at three, and I was watching just the game winner, sent it to OT, and then just got dominated. It wasn't yeah, close. And then you know, and then the Tennessee losses. That is terrible. Hey, that was at that was at their place. And like last podcast, we were talking. I thought about, Tennessee was so. Legit. We we're talking about oh, all these teams are losing on the road, so you know it's not as yeah. ah, big a deal. Okay, well now they're losing at home. So what's going on? Kentucky, I saw coming. North Carolina, I thought. I thought they were winning out. I still think they are going to drop very few games this season. But yeah, that was- they got uh, they got Duke on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're beating Duke. Wisconsin though, they're the surprise team. Yeah, I love Wisconsin. who thought they'd be ranked number six and they AP people right now. I wasn't buying into Wisconsin, but they have proven them safe for every way. And actually, tonight. They have a very close game against Nebraska. So let me introduce to our listeners um, our algorithms, the Breakpoint Ranking System's top 25. If you don't know, it's a statistical um, ranking system, different than AP, which is voting. It just is based off basic stats. It accounts for you know turning it over. Things you do bad, things you do good. It accounts for all that. Strength of schedule. It's actually pretty accurate in terms of ranking, I'd say. Um So right now we have Purdue, Houston, North Carolina, and UConn in our top four, Arizona five, Tennessee six, who just lost, Utah State seven, Wisco eight, and Kansas nine, and our own San Diego State ten, who just lost, unfortunately, as an honoring team. So they will be dropping. Um, But the Mountain West is in there, New Mexico, Auburn, Dayton, Texas Tech, Marquette, Crane, Iowa State, Alabama, Indiana State as a surprise team at 19, BYU twenty, Kentucky twenty one. They just lost. FAU twenty two, Duke twenty three, Ole Miss twenty four, and Illinois twenty five. So, you think's going to drop? SCsu is going to drop a lot now that they just lost. Kentucky's probably out, but on the road. Keep that in mind. They lost on the road. It's hard to win on the road now. They should have. They should have. Yeah. Um, Kentucky might drop out of our top twenty five based statistically Man. in a sense. Um, South Carolina will jump into there. Sure, after that win. Um, I think that, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with college basketball this, this upcoming week. I think this is kind of one of those defining weekends in a sense when it comes to, you know, you're getting to the end of conference play, going into your conference tournaments and then March is looming. And I think, you know, these next three, one more month. Yeah. These next three weekends, I think are really going to start seeing where this, you know, you start seeing seating fall into place for these teams. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, you still have Gonzaga who's on the cusp right there of not even making it. You know, and that, that's insane. They made it I, I, numerous times. I think you're over Tiberi 15 years. Dynasty. So it's kind of, you know, these... Who? K- Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. They're not uh, making it. That's what I'm saying. It, it's kind of, it's worrisome. They got to beat St. Mary's. Um, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, looking at this, if we take, I mean, it's like, what? One, two, three. There's three matchups that are... Top 25 teams against each other. Carolina Dukes huge for both those teams. Well, let's, let's get into the college basketball pick. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sure. We're starting up a thing called the college basketball pick We go through every AP Top 25 matchup of Saturday and Sunday slates, and we're going to be keeping an all-time record of all three of us. And we're going to kind of see over the course of this season who comes out on top. And you know, maybe we can think of a reward for one of us. And if you guys. Gotta <laughs> have fun with it. But. If you guys don't, you should definitely follow us on Instagram because earlier in this year, we predicted a pretty crazy upset. We got SDSU to beat Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. It was plus 250 yeah. and, and huge spreads. Yeah. Um, but I can. And just follow Breakpoint for daily. Uh, yeah. We're going to be dropping. I was going to say, we drop around five a day. Five picks a day have been profitable over Very the last profitable. two months. Up 23 units in the last month. Um, I want to talk about the first game we have up here, which is going to be number one UConn going to St. John's, right? It's away. On the road to St. John's. And um, this is the one I think we're going to want to talk about, but I think St. John's takes this one. I think St. John's does too. And I'm saying that in a sense because it is it's at their place, and I think Saint John's is kind of one of those teams. They play so don't hanging around they, in the Big East. They play in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um. What it, about UConn? It's UConn guys. I know the thing. It's is, UConn. UConn played on. UConn played Providence the other night and like was not impressive at all. They were like trailing for a good amount of the game and like I just think they're they UConn's the best team in the country, but
1: they're going to drop a game, and this is the type of game that they would drop. I think so. So, well, you, you know, I understand I'm going to take John UConn. That's, that's, that's my pick. Yeah. All right,
0: next up. Number nine, Marquette versus Georgetown. Marquette for me. Yeah, I got Marquette. Marquette. Give me Marquette. Yeah, Marquette across the board. Next is Texas at TCU. Uh, TCU. I'm going is. with Texas. Why? Because I've been watching them a lot, and they've lost a couple games that they really should not have. But it's that TCU's place. Doesn't mean.
1: I think it's going to be. I think text- it's hard to build. play a TCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> no, but, I, I mean that. we're we're talking so overlooked the uh like in-state rival yeah, a Huge, sure. true. Yeah, like the, this is something the the Longhorns they 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 do not want to lose this game. There's going to uh, be so I, many kids want- doing the horns down. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> coach you did. see BYU get all upset about the horns <laughs> down. They got their place with Texas. Yeah, their their coach got mad at them, right? They- they Dude. Oh, that's so BYU. Yeah, come on, that's yeah, BYU. He was like, "That's not us." So you, you got Texas <laughs> as well. Yeah, give me Texas. All right, that's all right,
0: all right. Utah State coming to our place, SDSU. SDSU hasn't lost a home game in over a year. Utah State's good. Somebody not I think. One. Yeah, in I, our I, ranking I, system, they're uh, top, top. They're top seven. You yeah, them seven.
1: This is also the type of game that they really need to win. And uh, I I think when when we're talking where we're at, moving into uh into March, like this is the type of game that if you want to make a run and prove yourself um to your fans and to your coach to your teammates, like you gotta you gotta beat a team like Utah State. Yeah, for uh, completely, and they had a really bad game against. Mm-hmm. I think
0: they could like Lede- bounce back. Huh?
1: I think so. It was in Colorado, wasn't it? And this You gotta you gotta factor in altitude. It is very real. And uh Fort Good Collins place. that's not Fort I don't think about Fort Collins is a uh, atmosphere that people very much sleep on. Oh they, yeah. they very much sleep that's on. That's true. It. Um so and, and they're they're a talented team. If SDSU, yeah, they, they were top 25. Yeah, we'll SDSU? If I SDSU right, yeah. lose this, they might not make it. We can't, we can't bet against this. The next game we got is Houston
0: against Kansas. It's at Kansas. Oh, top 10 match. Hey people. I got Kansas in this. But I, I mean. Gonna- I, got, I got Houston. I'm going to rock with Houston as well. And the only reason I say that is because I think Houston has a chip on their shoulder because everybody says they're frauds. That they haven't played nobody. They got something to prove. They barely beat Texas. Yeah, I mean it's it's a valid thing though. That's what I'm saying. Went to Everybody's saying they haven't proved themselves as a top five team in the country. And uh, I think they're gonna want to right here. In Kansas. In Kansas too. I don't think they win it, but it, it'll be close. Next thing we got is Oklahoma at UCF. I'm honestly not huge on either of these teams, but um, I think Oklahoma just gets it done. It's pretty hard to play at UCF. That's what I will say. Yeah, I'd take Oklahoma. Oklahoma for me too. I haven't really watched them. Yeah. Gimme the Sooners. Yeah. Who knows? Uh next we got Cincinnati at Texas Tech. I think that was just Tech. Tech. I I don't think Cincinnati's good look I see. They're 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 one of those teams that, you know, they could at their place. But
1: it's not. Oh. I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: All right, this heard Ole Miss this game like this game's gonna be close because Ole Miss is good at basketball this year. Yeah. They were undefeated for a long. T- but um, hmm. we got our boy uh, Chad Baker Mazzara on Auburn. Shout out, Chad. former SD. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I'll take Auburn this one.
1: I will too because they're coming off of uh, back-to-back losses. Uh, I'm gonna dare to be different. Give me Ole Miss. I just, <laughs> I, I want it to happen. I could see it happen. Very close. You know the, that rivalry has history. See, I would agree with you. It's just
0: the reason I'm really on Auburn is just because. Or they've lost back.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think offers legit. I think it's uh, just as much me wanting to have like potential to be above you guys in <laughs> our uh, record at the end of the day. So, yeah, <laughs> we got to cut off with like a prize if you. Listen. Right. Also, I, if you guys want to play along, I I invite y'all to. I think that would be fun. Like, uh, hey, show show us who's boss, or DM us and send us all your picks for the top twenty five games. We'll keep track of your record. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, We're gonna have some guests on
0: picking two, yeah, and a couple. Ryan Llewellyn, <laughs> boy. Um, these next two, I it's think it's FAU. I FAU, got, FAU for me. Uh, FAU's not good, but I think You got FAU. FAU's been interesting this year, though. I'll say they like to. They're not the same like they were last year. But uh, <laughs> all right, BYU, West Virginia. Yeah, I don't think it's. I'm funny. I'm gonna tell you BYU. Yeah, yeah. This next one, I think North Carolina. It's gonna be Duke at North Carolina. And I think oh, even other it's so hard. To- well, you're on UNC because you are UNC, yeah. Yeah, it's not team. But when it you just be- don't win. Duke has won the last couple matchups in North Carolina, but this year, I don't. I, I do. I think they might. Like, Rods. Yeah, I think you also. North it's just so hard. Like they might split their series, but you don't beat North Carolina at North Carolina. They
1: like this. They live for this game. Yeah, They just. You go on UNC. Yeah, give me UNC. I don't think they drop two in a row. I not I, so. I, I don't think that's a part Dude, of I their culture. Think, yeah, no, no. Iowa State at Baylor is the next one we got.
0: This is a top twenty-five matchup. <clears throat> it's a good game. Um, I like I, Iowa State. Been hot. I think Baylor wins it though. I'm gonna ride Iowa State, just because I think that I don't know. I think Iowa State is kind of one of those
1: teams that might make a run, in where man is Nobody talks. Yeah, I'll place my faith with Iowa State as well. Baylor for Goldsmith.
0: number twenty-five, or number five Tennessee versus number two. Okay, okay. Another, yeah, I Great. Okay, this is an interesting one because they just—they. It's not like we can take a person because you know they oh they just lost so they're not going to lose again. They both just lost. Kentucky's <laughs> going to win though. Can they're both going to come out wanting to prove that they're they're okay at yeah. their losses? Yeah. This is really an interesting. I don't think you drop back to back home games. Also, Kentucky has like been my team this year. I'm honestly so surprised they've been losing. Rob Dillenham, Reed Shepard, those dudes, DJ Wag—they got a talent. Reed Shepard's like my favorite. But who doesn't say USC has talent? Reed Shepard. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take look Pepsi. at their guards. UNC, USC. Ah, uh, not even not even comparable. Kentucky they is such fair. a better team. They have the, Kentucky has they a better have the better team. team in the country, but I think they're, I think they're, I think they're young. I think I don't think they're doing anything much. Yeah, but, dude, they're gonna every single. There's six players in that team who are gonna go to the NBA. Yeah, this season, but every
1: team, every I don't know. The next one, we got... all right, Kentucky. I don't really I got Kentucky. I, I want Tennessee. I, you know, I, I, I think they're. Uh, Understated somehow in this conversation for being number five. I'll be mad at Owen, though if uh, Tennessee wins. <sighs> Mississippi State eighth. at Alabama's
0: next. That's going to be a toss up. I don't even. That's Miss Alabama will win, in my opinion. I right. think they finally got ball yeah. rolling after that yeah. Auburn win. I'll go with Miss. All right, give me Alabama. I think this next one's probably going to be our game of the week. It's going to be number two Purdue at Wisconsin. We we're talking a lot about Wisconsin. Um, I think Wisconsin. You've Purdue, off. enough. In twenty twenty two, this matchup happened in Wisconsin, and they hit a buzzer beater. I think it was Chucky who hit it. I think it's Wisco that are going to win this, but it's going to be a close game. Also, Purdue almost just dropped a game against North, uh, Northwestern um, for almost for the second time. Yeah, I think, and this is a, at Wisco. I think I think Purdue's something about them. Every year goes tough dude. every year Purdue always looks so good and then if something wins their game against Nebraska and this game against Purdue they're gonna be
1: Yeah. Like uh, regardless, you know, I think Edie's gonna walk in there and dominate. Yeah Yeah, well, g- gimme Purdue. Dominate. Yeah. But will they win? I don't think so. <laughs> gimme Purdue. Regardless. I'm taking Wisco.
0: I think Wisco wants to just show the world that they're they're legit. You taking Wisco, Coldsmith? Yeah. That's like my pick of the week. Uh
1: I think that's a great win. the next two ones, I think Nebraska, Illinois. Yo. I just I just had the thought. What? You could call your lock of the week the the Goldilocks. You're right here first. <laughs> there we go. My <laughs> there's something there's something there. There's something
0: there. I get that my play of the week is Wisco. That's that's the lock. The Goldilocks play. The-, <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Nebraska at Illinois. It's Illinois. Illinois for me. Yeah, Illinois. And then to end it off, it's Stanford at Arizona. All right, Stanford beat Arizona at their place last time.
1: Ooh, give me Arizona.
0: I don't think Arizona. <laughs> There's no way they lose two to the Stanford, and if they do, that's that's going to be a worry for them. Anyways, that's all of them. Um, we'll uh, we'll put it out, out a little social media post of all our picks letting everybody know um, if you don't get a chance to listen fully through like like we said if you want to send us your pick and we'll keep track of them for you let us know um, but that's our that's our podcast guys yeah yeah thank you guys a lot for- of knocking mm-hmm. points this time really make sure to go follow us uh, we're pushing out content this whole month yeah Frank Point Sports yep. on Instagram BBC. giving out all of our like picks for free that we've derived yeah. from our model that we made ourselves uh a lot of upsets on there it's been hidden at like it, what would you say 60%, 60 percent, maybe more 60 60 65 but that's pretty profitable and uh in terms of college basketball yeah we got some exciting stuff planned especially for march madness oh yeah Ooh yeah I just filling out a bracket on the pod yeah yeah um yeah thank you guys all for listening Thank you Tubbs for coming this week and you're gonna, he's going to be with yeah, us. I'll uh, see you around wild. You're just done. This was a great pod. All righty, thank you. Thank you guys.